Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your beers. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and we don't plan on returning those beers. And this week, we are <laughs> reading Julius Caesar by uh, uh, Billy Shakes. By <laughs> we're reading Julius Caesar by William Shakespeare, and uh, I'm going to start with this beer. It is called Julius. I don't know if you could... Guess I what? I think it's pronounced Julius. Yes, yeah, so like, Julius. I think it's Julius. Uh, 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 exclusive. Julius. Right? It sounds like the start of a, <laughs> a rap song. Julius Triple Jason J- Derulo. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's also often called Triple J Julius to by Treehouse. Let's just I'll just I'll just let's talk about the beer real fast. It is uh, it is an IP from Treehouse, which is in Massachusetts. In some place that I've never heard of because it's not Boston. And it's not a funny one to say, like Braintree. So I don't remember what the fuck it is in North Massachusetts. There's a place there called Alewife, and that's awesome. No, this is not from that either. It actually just says Brewed in Massachusetts. There you go. Even they don't know what town they're in. <laughs> so this is a Triple J Julius, which is a single IPA, 6.8%. It is, according to Beer Advocate, the number 10 New England IPA in the world. And I believe it is the number... 32 beer of any style in the world that's how highly rated this is it has over uh, close to a thousand ratings and it has a perfect score it is considered like one of the best ipas you'll ever have so i'm sorry we can't have it together guys it's very good but it is just (laughs) not like this should at that rating i expected it to blow me and you know it's it's very good but i've had other ipas that were like this is a great ipa that i would not distinguish from this in any meaningful way is it worth doing once if it's not terribly inconvenient to go sure but also it's worth going to just about any brewery once in my estimation yeah. sure because i have a drinking problem but uh <laughs> we also have good at it a reading problem so julius <laughs> caesar is a play it's our first play i think this is our first play this is our first shakespeare yeah uh, it's not coming out first but it's the first one we're recording we could switch it. Who cares? We can no one want. gives a fuck. And but this yeah. is our first. Uh, yeah, I think it's. Well, yeah, it is our first play in general because plays are not meant to be read. Learned that the hard way in high school and was reminded of it this week. Yeah, when we Indeed. read this exact play. So it is a play from uh, around 1599. I really am not a. I don't give enough of a shit about Shakespeare to really follow that crap. Or like, well, it might have been performed in. The, ooh. It's close from, enough. It's from 1599 or so, and it's the tragedy of Julius Caesar. It's one of several histories that Shakespeare wrote, and one of several that he wrote just about Roman shit. And it basically follows like the assassination of Julius Caesar and the aftermath of that. And for some reason, we had to read this in high school. And you guys, as did I. And and uh, why you were there? Yeah, <laughs> it was for current events. <laughs> it's for journalism class. I just I had to explain to everyone whether it was authentic or not. You know. Oh, okay. Oh no, he left his papyrus at home again. <laughs> he can't follow along. So Julius Caesar, it's a play about. So it's really about Brutus, but you know how the Roman Senate did kill Julius Caesar. Supposedly, this was you know written because in 1599 Queen Elizabeth was already pretty old, but she had never married or had any children. She never so even there been was kissed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Elizabeth had also not named a successor. So this book is about a 
government, a really famous one, where there was no successor, and so it led to a horrible civil war. I don't know fuck all about Roman history. This, this happened pretty much like this. It's dramatized for, you know, they probably had a lot more flowery speeches in this, but this did go down. They also pay a lot of attention to clocks in this, which I don't think existed in ancient Rome. But other than that, well, they're it's very loud accurate. sundials. And they're like, what time is it? It's eight. <laughs> like, oh shit, it's eight. <laughs> it's nighttime. I can't tell. I don't know, dude. But that, that was the thing. I, I noticed that reading it. Like, there's a bunch of times in like, Act Two. Like, what time is it now, servant? It's, it's nine. Oh shit, already? <laughs> like, the clock says that. How can you tell it? The sundials don't work at night. <laughs> Some guy told me from where there's still sun, sir. So, yeah, let's get to the, the historical content. Let's like, burn through the stupid plot because it's really Okay, so about. stupid plot. So at first, Julius Caesar has just won the civil war against Pompey. And so everybody thinks, oh, well, he's going to be king now. He's going to be emperor now. First, he's like, he's there in one of the earliest scenes. And there's like a crowd in the crowd or Mark Anthony is also, Mark Antony, sorry, is also there. And Dude, he's like, I was thinking Caesar, Mark Anthony take the this crown. whole time. I'm sure. Take the crown. And so Caesar's like, no, definitely not. Definitely not. They offer it to him three times, but he declines. Like Rome, like Latin nouns. <laughs> there you go. Ooh. Glad I took that class. Because even so, but he declines. He says no, even though he really actually does want it. And then the most of the rest of the book is about the conspirators, Cassius. No, wait. Yeah. Cassius. There's like four Cassiuses, though. I need to fucking... Cassius, Brutus Cassius, Cassius Clay. Cassius Clay. (laughs) (laughs) I can't think of a single fucking Mark Anthony song to make a joke about, by the way. I've been trying. I keep thinking Balabos. couldn't see it. I can't believe it. Oh, but I feel it when you stabbed in me. (laughs) (laughs) There are so fucking many characters. Jesus. Brutus, but there's Caesar, there's Mark Antony, there's uh, Portia, Brutus's wife, who's really only in one scene. It's like, wow. And Calpurnia, who is um, Caesar's wife. And then Cassius. And then that's, I mean, and 25 other people that don't matter. And Casca, he's in there too. And Mark Antony's like, do I need to know them? I need to know. And you're like, no, actually, you don't need to know. (laughs) (laughs) So they are basically plotting to kill julius caesar and they're doing it because they are jealous and they just and they or they want to be king themselves or they just they just don't want caesar to have it whereas brutus he's the noble one who actually is a one of you know caesar's very best friends always been one of his best friends loves him but decides to go along with the plot simply because he's trying to save democracy in rome he's trying to save like the government and not let uh, Caesar just become a tyrant. But it takes a lot of convincing because he's the kind of guy to measure twice, stab once. <laughs> what is the name of this beer? This is Measure Twice uh, from oh. Industrial Arts, and it is a double India Pale Ale, 8%, and it's going to be good. Ooh, it smells like melons. It's a it's a little bitterer than I thought it would be, but it's uh it's quite nice. It's nice. It's interesting. It's like a, it's like a weird blend of the juiciness and the bitter. It's got both. Measure twice. Maybe you measure one of each. I don't know. I don't know if they intended that, but if they did, they succeeded. Industrial so. Arts is in mm-hmm. uh, like Garnersville, New York. So if, at the time of recording this, if you live in New York, you could actually get that delivered to your house. 
through the Where FedEx the or something. Connors, it's like an hour and a half, hour forty five minutes north of civilization. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where the plebs live to use a to use a Roman word, you know, from Julius Caesar. I was gonna have my beer now. Fuck it, I'm gonna do that now. Yeah, we need to drink to get through this play. This anyway. is called King Julius. Man, this is like the perfect time for this beer. It's also by Treehouse. It's the imperial version of Julius. So it's the same thing, but stronger. Yeah, it's King G Unit, Ulus, and it is an 8.4% alcohol IPA that, according to Beer Advocate, is the number three New England IPA in the world and the number nine beer in the world, just overall beers. Jesus. So two two of the top ten IPAs in the world are this and the other version of it. Yep. I'm going to drink them all myself. Sorry, guys. <laughs> if they would have it's held okay. up, I'll, I'll, I'll wait, but they're already a month old at this point. They're probably... Someone's going to say that I already waited too long. But I hate to break it to you. It's not that great. It's really good. It's very, very good. Is it better than the other one? I like it better because I like bigger IPAs. I'm a, a size queen for them, you know? But I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I like the girth in my mouth. I like to feel the heft of the IPA. And it's ball slap on my chin. But like I don't... It's great. It's a great beer. I would not... If like I had this at a, any... Without any pre, prelude, I'm like, wow, that's really good. And, then, and if someone's like, did you know you just had the number nine beer in the world? They're like, no, I didn't. <laughs> it was a great beer. But I've had five of these now. Because I, I went there and I bought... Five of those. Of this particular... I bought a lot of Treehouse beer. And <laughs> you got to make the trip worth it, you know? Exactly. Because they told the story at one point where I tried to buy it, but the line was so long that we had to leave. I'm like, fuck this. We can't wait another hour and a half to buy beer. I have a fucking eight-month-old child in my car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this uh, is almost abuse. Almost. That's why well, I, I stopped before it was legally. <laughs> and then across state lines. I can't prove shit now. Uh, so the... <laughs> But seriously, like, I had it a bunch of times. I could not pick it out of a lineup. It's not like, oh, that's that, that's that King Julius flavor. And I know it was refrigerated the whole time. I put it in a fucking cooler when I bought it. Like, I didn't fuck it up. It's really good. But I think the people, a lot of people who have this live in areas where they don't have access to a lot of really great modern IPAs. And we're goddamn spoiled that we have, like, Evil Twin and Finback right here that make phenomenally good beer other half too right plus other oh yeah other half too but other half it's, mm-hmm. it's a pain in the ass for me to get to other half so i actually have it very far less <laughs> well than those. not for me because i'm that's what i'm drinking tonight <laughs> we live in a world where getting from queens to brooklyn is a pain in the ass imagine living in a world where you live in iowa <laughs> almost any state and you can't get these yeah totally yes this beer is really 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 good but it is not, I would not say it's my favorite IPA I've ever had. It's hard to say what it is because we had about 800 on the show. But <laughs> it's, this doesn't, yeah. a lot. it's not like, there are some that you're like, oh man, that's really, that's really good. This one, meh, I don't know. How high is the percent though? 8.4. That's like meh. my, that's what I like. Eight, that's eight, only a little eight, bit more than this. 8 to 10 is my, my inches, is my range of IPAs. I'm a double digits girl. I'll say that for the, I want to hurt. <laughs> I want to walk right the next day for drinking it. Usually you don't. <laughs> so back to Shakespeare, the classic, the bard. <laughs> so that was like kind of most of Act 1. And then uh, in Act 2, Caesar's wife wakes up and she's had a vision 
it oh well actually there's a soothsayer there's a soothsayer that says beware the ides of march which you know i think everybody knows about now so it was not a surprise but oh okay and then and then later brutus was like what day is it <laughs> is it march yet oh yeah <laughs> hey dude it's it's march 15th oh, oh yeah, uh, shit they really <laughs> didn't know what day it was do you know how the roman calendar worked it's fucking dumb and it wasn't that important what specific day it was at that time. People just didn't care. Well, you know how the, like the Ides shit? So there were, basically there were like four days you gave a fuck about. There was the Calends, which is where the calendar comes from, which is the first day of the month. Then there was the Knowns or Knownus, which, which was the fifth day of the month, I think. Then there was the Ides. And I th- that was it. There was like three days. And then every other day, there was like, it's nine days before the calends of next month. So imagine... It works like Roman numerals. It does work, like, but even <laughs> dumber, because it's basically like you have one, five, and uh, uh Sometimes not. it's 13 and sometimes it's 15. It has to do with how many days are in the month. If it's a 30... Is it or like 30. the halfway point-ish? Um, rounding off? It's just if it's a 31 or a 30-day month. I guess it's a halfway thing. I don't really know the origin of this stupid shit. But I knew I learned this in one of the dumb history classes I took. But then it's like after the 13th or 15th, the rest of the month is just prelude to the next month. (laughs) So like imagine that like after the 15th, the rest of the month is just the phantom menace of the next month. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, hey, it's just 12 days till January or whatever the fuck it is. That's like, I mean, that's, that's how you count down if you're like waiting for vacation, I guess. But that's the dumbest calendar. And an uh, system. also, there was um, one of the many, many jobs Caesar had because he was like um, consul and a whole bunch of other bullshit and dictator for life and all that was like chief auger. I think it was. Is that the one where they adjust the calendar? He did adjust the calendar. And he added like a hundred days to the calendar. <laughs> like there's like, we need more days this year. Did he add the month of July? Uh, no, it already existed. It wasn't called that originally. Hmm. Part of like part of that like, you know like like September September is seven but it's the yeah. ninth month so people are like oh Julius Caesar added a month and then Augustus added a month it's not really that actually what it was is March was the new year originally and then you had September was the seventh month October October okay. eight November but then people realize it later on transformed that January made way more sense as the first of the year because the god Janus or Janus if you're into butt stuff. <laughs> he had uh, two faces and he looked both ways. And that's like a really great symbol for the new year, like looking into the new, like, you know, the transition between one year and the next. So eventually over time in Rome, that became the new year, not March. And then they were like, fuck those numbers. Who cares? And they just renamed yeah, it. It was like, what did it matter to them? It's like, oh, what year is it? And it's uh, 238 BC. The Romans, they counted... Um, their founding was 753 BCE was like year one. They did count from there. They didn't, they did, they never, they like, weren't doing shit for like thousands of years. No, no. The Romans of like the classical civilizations are the, uh, the much more are the most recent guys. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I there were, there were, like, a, there were like Etruscans hanging around, you know, yeah, there were people living there, but yeah. to call it a massive civilization, definitely not true. One of the influences to form Rome really were Greek colonies in the south of the Italian peninsula. You didn't fucking learn this shit, man. What did you, what did you learn in music school? I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> 
It's been a while since I took the ancient history. I, I got everything, like, after that okay. Like, I have a general picture of it. But I couldn't tell you the fucking years that Rome was a thing. Well, even 753 is a mythical founding of it. That's when, yeah. you know, like... Roman wasn't actually, looking. yeah, them. <laughs> and even the king, they had the, the Roman monarchy period of 200-ish, 50 years or whatever that was. That's all made up. They, there's, like, no... They're like, and then we had this guy. And then we're like, did we? Probably. You know, they just <laughs> fucking made shit. Like, it was, it's very mythical. It's like how ancient history seemed to but work. But then they had the Republic, and then Caesar was like, fuck that. I hate One Republic. <laughs> 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 they suck. Speaking of which, okay, so back to this story. <laughs> the the soothsayer, soothsayer says, beware the Ides of March, and then... You um, need to say that story before we get more drunk. There's no way you're going to say that after your beer. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I haven't had a drink yet. I know. Start drinking. Start with one... Like, <laughs> Start drinking. Maybe that's your problem. Okay. Uh, so anyway, then Caesar's wife wakes up. Oh, oh my God! Something terrible is gonna is. Uh, I dreamed that you you were murdered. Oh, honey, don't do that. But then she convinces him. It's the only way I'll get out of this marriage. She convinces him not to. She's like, I always like Cleopatra better anyway. But uh, <laughs> he had a kid with her. Yeah, he did. He knocked her up. I wrote, I wrote down this exchange because it was a ridiculous... It, like, Shakespeare, you know, writes everything really flowery and the language is interesting and every other line is like an interesting pun that you could spend hours dissecting, but I didn't do any of that because I... You, you can't do it on your own unless you have someone helping you. You need a Sherpa. Yeah, you need a Sherpa for every single Shakespeare thing. But the thing came down to was like, Calpurnia was like, no, dude, don't go today. I had a scary dream. And he's like... Uh, whatever. Fate is fate. I'm going to die whenever I'm going to die. And also, I am definitely not a pussy. But I don't want to hear you whine, so I'm not going to go. And the and then the servant guy who wants to get wants to kill him is like, dude, uh, that dream she had where you're bleeding all over everything. That's totally a good thing. You're bleeding all over reinve- and reinvigorating Rome. And he's like, oh, right. That's right. Yeah. That's how it works. Also, I'm not a pussy. You're so king I'm going to go. <laughs> Just nourish. Well. <laughs> He says he's not going to go. He's going to listen to his wife. But then the, 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 the guy says, well, but they were going to give you your crown today. Mm. If you don't go to the Senate today, maybe they won't give it to you. And so he's like, oh, shit, I guess I better go. <laughs> so he goes. And then we've had 2,000 fucking years of wives telling their husbands, <laughs> I told you so, ever <laughs> since. I, have, I had one question about this whole i mean i had many questions but i had one real question about this couldn't they just kill him the next day <laughs> was like oh i'm wearing my robe with the pockets for knives today i don't have another one my knife expired like <laughs> why is it gonna be in the wash <laughs> yeah like why why couldn't they just do it the next day uh tomorrow we have that important vote on taxes i can't <laughs> i can't really pencil that in i don't know oh, well shit, i'm in committee I mean, all day <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I was there, but I just it, I don't remember it perfectly. It's a little hazy, but uh, I think maybe their conspiracy would have been uncovered, perhaps. Also, mm, the Romans were... Maybe. Re- prophecy and, and soothsaying is really important in the Roman world. Not that Shakespeare actually... No one fucking thought of that question, Jimmy. But it, yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's a smart-ass question. But the I, answer... I was, just, it, I, I, was, I was a little confused. Maybe I, th- I thought maybe I missed something. Prophecy is, an, is is part of Rome's history to, to its very founding. Like the 
mm-hmm. Romulus and Remus are like, my fucking shitty hill is better than your hill. And he's like, well, let's see which has more birds fly over it. And then the, <laughs> that's really part of the foundation story of Rome is, is, is like prophecy and, and, and soothsaying is part of it. So if somebody said like, that's the fucking day, dude, they were not the type of people to be like, rain check. Like that was, well, I guess also that's the last day of the month that has a name and then you scheduling gets kind of hard. I was like, we'll get it like the sixth or seventh day before the first day of the month. Like, Beware the last <laughs> Tuesday of the full week before March, April. <laughs> it's like, oh, I've got to wait a month now. Yeah. Uh, Brutus had been up all night the night, night before, like wondering, like, what, what do I do? You know, I love Caesar, but, you know, but I don't want him to become the king and become a tyrant because I love democracy. Oh, and I have a beer for this. <laughs> <laughs> this is, which also applies to later in the book, too, but fuck it. We'll do it now. This is other half, the city that never sleeps or city that never sleeps. A imperial IPA, 8.5% alcohol. Is that an oat cream thing? I feel like I had that recently. I don't remember. I did have the other three of these already, but that was day ago, and now I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so you had three of those yesterday? There you go. No, it's going. in the last week or so. Oh, okay. It's very, it's, it's very juicy, very creamy. It doesn't say oat cream on it, so I'm going to say no, but it just says double dry hopped Imperial IPA. And it's Imperial, like Rome. There you go. Another connection. Oh, Imperium. That's like that term that I still don't understand what it means from Rome. Imperium means like power, and it was like the concept in Rome. Like, oh, you have Imperium because you, you've earned it by... It's like a concept? Having the nicest toga or whatever. You wore the toga The pretexta. one that's purple. That's the... Uh, is that the toga picta? I think that is. I think that was the purple one. I have no idea. Come on. You guys didn't pay attention to Latin class? I heard a weird thing about toga. All right. In the Roman times, when they wore their... They went. They were political candidates. They were running for office. They would put chalk dust all he's over their lying. togas. Just, I know no, he's lying. Look this shit up. Look this shit up. I heard it recently. And I remember like something happened with togas. I don't. They would believe put chalk it. dust all over their togas so they stood out. And the Latin word for bright white is candidatus, and so that's where we get the word candidate from. I don't want to believe you. Hmm. I I pinky swear that one's true. <laughs> You have no shame. I don't. I'm gonna no, I up. don't. But that one is true. I, I think Jimmy's been drinking. Can't trust him. <laughs> I can't. You can't trust him when he's not drinking either, though. That's the problem. Yeah, city that never sleeps. Good beer. I had that. I did have that. <laughs> what do you think of that? <laughs> it's good. It's very good. I like it. So also, there's a but thing. It'll make with me like, sleep. There's a thing. <laughs> there's a other thing where one guy is it goes to Brutus. I forget one of the eighteen other fucking guys. Everyone's name ends in us. Well, that's that's that's. We, I, I could tell you about the Roman naming system. Yeah, that was I, I know. There's, a, there's like a, the, that kind of thing, but it is it is very confusing. Do you know Julius wasn't his fucking first name? Holy no. shit! Was it Gaius? It was Gaius. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not judging the guy, but it was, <laughs> it was a different time. But yeah, it was. So yeah, we'll talk about it later. We could talk about it never actually, but. There's like they're like oh there was crazy shit there was like a bum with his hand on fire and a lion in the street and a hundred ugly gave bitches birth in the street and a hundred <laughs> ghastly women not Shakespeare so I know he means ugly and it's like a hundred <laughs> grenades just marching down the Palatine or whatever hill and then you're and that's what I remember most about this book from high school was some dickhead teacher like. What was one of the things in the prophecy dream? And you just have to remember those those fucking dumb details to prove you read the book. 
Thanks a lot. <laughs> I really learned a lot from you. <laughs> this is, well, we'll talk about the end, but this is not a book for children. No. Or for adults, no, it turns adults, out. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, several people have asked us, ones of people. No, exactly. It's more than one, but it's probably in the ones column of people have emailed <laughs> us like, hey, you guys should do Shakespeare stuff. And then when some of those people gave us money, we were like, all right, let's do that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how this works. That's We're whores like that. Just if there wasn't transparent already. And and where and where can they find people if they want us to be whores? Where, where, give us their where money. Where can they be the Johns to our <laughs> podcast? If you go to patreon.com slash drunk guys book club, you can become a patron there and you can You can make us do stuff. You, we will do things for, for money. For money. <laughs> <laughs> but you can get early access to our podcast, vote in our monthly book poll, get exclusive content. Uh, we'll even send you a book, a copy of our read-along book, if we're still doing that at this point, and a uh, sweet, sweet page, uh, Patreon-exclusive pint glass that has our sweet logo on it that Nate designed. And if you suggest a book and you give us money, we'll read it. I mean, like, that's... Or we'll, like, try and get around to it sometime. Well, it's, it goes on the list, you know. Like, it does. We yeah. do one a week. Like, we burn through pretty fast. So. so anyway, Caesar goes there, and they, uh, they, uh, they attack him, and they stab him. So, and if they was staged, it wouldn't have gone by in, like, one line. And then it's like, oh, and then they stab Caesar. Like, the version I had actually had some, the stage direction in it. It said, they stab Caesar. And I almost was reading so quickly that I missed it. And then I literally saw the line, A2 Brute. And I was like, oh, wait, what? That's, it's happened already? This is it? Um, and it's also so early in the, in the, in the, the thing. Start of Act 3. Yeah, which is yeah. basically exactly halfway through, which I have a thing about. But, um... Anyway, and then so they stab him, and then Brutus also decides to stab him as well, and Caesar says, A2, Brute, then he dies, and then, you know, that's the famous part. Notice, this is kind of like the climax, and it happens exactly halfway through, which is exactly the way Greeks and Romans, I guess, used to write their their stories. They thought, because they believed in geometry and symmetry and stuff like that, just just like the Odyssey, where it's sort of like the big climax was actually half, exactly halfway through. I had a question about this scene. So the way they, I guess they're just trying to distract him or something. And the guy, one of the conspirators is like, hey, can my brother who was banished oh, yeah. come back? And Caesar's like, nah. He's like, please? He's like, no. Besides, they decided that before me. That's a lot. There's no reason to bring him back. It's out of my hands, dude. And they're like, well, I guess I'm just going to kill you then. So they stab him. I don't understand why Caesar had the power to do that. If he was not yet king, why were they asking? He him? was dictator for life was his title at this point. So he was already dictator. So in reality, he was actually basically emperor for a whole like two years or so, four years. He was he was he basically had all the power for a couple years. So the Roman Republic had this position called consul, which was mm-hmm. there were supposed to be two of them originally, and the consuls kind of like had to agree on shit and. And you were not supposed to be consul. You couldn't be consul two years in a row. It was like a check on that power. And that deteriorated. And eventually you have guys being like consul two years in a row, three years in a row, five years in a row. And eventually there's just only one consul. And so you could see like the power um, concentrating in one individual. And there's this other thing that's happened that happened in upper class Roman Republic culture uh, society where... Like if you were a young man who wanted to become powerful, you one of them was like called like was uh fuck cursus honorum or something like that, like the path of honor, and you like 
you like, oh, the first thing you have to do is you kind of have to get this job, and then you get that job, and you get this, and you kind of collect titles, and you collect things. Like a civil service thing? Sort of, yeah. And, like, you get this promotion, and get that promotion. And Julius Caesar kind of accumulated all of that shit. And he, he like, he was, like, Pontifex Maximus. That's the guy who changed the calendar. That's what that title was called. Head priest. And then he was consul. And then he was... And then they had this other thing called dictator or dictator, if you're like a douchebag Latin professor. And dictator was much like uh, today, like, oh, what's this dictate like? But more like <laughs> um, you had absolute power. You didn't need the Senate to make decisions, but it was meant for times of crisis. And then, and then Julius Caesar is named dictator for life, and um, which is not a nickname you want to have in prison. <laughs> and... So he like has accumulated all of these things, and like basically like, the system is broken, and he's he he's like the guy who did it. So he was he was in a sense he was he was emperor in everything but name, is what I'm trying to say. Like he had accumulated all of the power and all the responsibilities of Rome, and they just didn't call him king anywhere because the early days of Rome they had a king and they got rid of the king because the last king was so corrupt. And so terrible that they were like, we can never have a king again. And that's why they went to the Republic. So they were there was a hesitancy to go for it, to name anybody king, because the idea of a king was reprehensible to them. But Caesar basically did it through some back door. Like he, he mm-hmm. do a lot of other things that I, I, we can spend way more time talking about. And, and then later, uh, Octavius, who became Caesar Augustus, he used the, he did the exact same thing. When, when he basically won the next civil war or the next two civil wars and became the sort of new person, he didn't say, no, I'm not, I'm not the emperor. I'm just a senator like you, but I'm just really kind of like the first senator. Just call me that. Or just the first senator. Even though he was like, could really had like everything. He pulled a Palpatine. Absolutely. Well, I am the Senate. I, I, I have a feeling that's not a coincidence. <laughs> okay. See, I mean, I knew, I knew, like Caesar was like the first one that did this, but the I didn't understand like Sinatus. why he was already had this power. This, I guess this 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 fucking play requires a little bit of knowledge, or you can just Dude, it requires gloss a over tremendous it. amount of fucking knowledge. Like, but people really, I, I have a feeling a lot of people really did know it at the time. I think people don't In know it now. This is like <laughs> the Renaissance is not even done yet, and pe- like classic knowledge, classical history is the central part of what you would learn if you were a, if you were a educated person. Yeah. And shit and and Caesar wrote books. Cicero gets in, is is he Cicero actually in the play or he just gets mentioned. He's in it briefly. He might be in like one throwaway scene cuz it's like 1800 throwaway characters. Cis, like there those people wrote stuff that survives that people would have studied in Shakespeare's time if you were in a vaguely educated person. You yeah. didn't learn by reading textbooks. You learned by just reading the classics. Natural philosophies or whatever the fuck. But also Shakespeare, you know, uh, Caesar's Gallic Wars. You'd like read that shit. You just have to fucking learn how to, to translate that nonsense. So they did know it. Modern day audiences, not so much. I mean, would no. the average person like in the pit at the fucking theater have known this shit though? Probably not. They might have heard a little bit about it, but probably not as much. They probably wouldn't have known less than the average. Like, they couldn't have known less than the average person today. They would have they almost like certainly known more. Get stabbed though. I think poor people always like seeing that. Actually, yeah, you know who doesn't? 
Kings. Kings. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So just to finish out the rest of the plot. So then, okay. So then the next part is uh, basically Caesar's dead, and and you know the the there's a whole just like weird scenes with like oh these you, random crowd of people who stand in for all the people of Rome, and then it's like well we have to kind of like now do his funeral, even though the guy's only been dead fifteen minutes. This is where Mark Antony. Well, first of all, Mark Antony was in reality was one of Caesar's closest friends and was his lieutenant based. Okay. One of Caesar's uh, closest people. Anyway, Mark Antony says, Oh, just, I, I, he, he tells Brutus and in Casca and the other dudes in Cassius that, Oh, I'm just going to just let me say something at his funeral. And they let him, he's like, Oh, I agree. You had to kill him. But then what really, what really Mark Antony says is like, you sang to me. <laughs> No, is that one of his songs? I'm pretty sure that's his I song. I really don't yeah. know. He says, he's, "I mean, I need that was to the know." One, that was but the one I really I don't know. <laughs> Tell me, baby girl. You know that Mark Anthony is like the top-selling salsa performer of all time, right after Tostitos, my favorite. <laughs> yes, right after Tostitos, <laughs> my favorite salsa artist, and Cholula. I'm not surprised, though. I'm not. I don't want to dis- discredit the fine order of salsa. I don't know how many, like, what the salsa sales are like. I don't. You know? I don't either. But he's doing okay. He's got some yachts. So shit's like four ninety nine a jar, <laughs> <laughs> and that's for the medium. But everyone <laughs> likes it. He also banged J Lo out for like fifteen years. So good for that guy. He's you know? doing okay. Yeah. Yeah, he is. <laughs> uh, okay. So in Mark Antony's speech, he. Basically, basically gets the crowd to, you know, tells them how great Caesar was and how he's such a great person and guts the crowd to really be on his side and also tells them that they're all going to get some money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because in Caesar's will, he actually happens to have Caesar's will on him. That's convenient. Well, Caesar did know he was going to die that day because someone saw it in Apparently. a chicken heart that they saw or didn't see. Consulted the entrails of a fowl. Yeah, some shit like that. Like, they didn't see the heart, so you're going to die. Like, oh, fuck. All right, well, all right. Good thing I got my will. So first he feigns like, oh, no, I have Caesar's will, but I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to read it. Just we have to be thinking. The crowd is like, read it, read it. So he reads the will. And, you know, it says in his will that, in this obviously fake will, that Caesar left every Roman citizen some money. Everyone gets and, like, three a bucks. And a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> Yeah, How much could he have like left? That. I mean, I mean, to some of them, that's I mean, probably he was a, a lot. pretty rich guy. And also, how do you keep track of who got it? They don't have spreadsheets yet. Wait, which Brutus are you? <laughs> <laughs> this is after. This is like right after they kill a different Cinna because, like, what's your name? Like Cinna. I was like, oh, you definitely were the one that killed him. I was like, no, I'm Cinna the poet. Like, you don't even have a last name. It's like we only job. like Cinna Bon over here. <laughs> so then um, this this is like the famous like of any mm-hmm. i mean there's plenty of lines as i was reading through i was like oh this is probably the first time someone said that line you know because that's what shakespeare is known for but the mark anthony um oratory about shakes about a uh, fuck caesar i came to bury caesar not to praise him speech like i had to memorize that in high school for some reason really yeah what the no. f- i don't know why they made us do all kinds of stupid shit but I don't think it was like like our high school was weird. But like all high school, like, that's just like a common thing. Like you should know this; it's really good. You know, no, 
Nate, what, did you have to memorize any bullshit? Uh, I mean, I did read this in several other Shakespeare, but I didn't have to memorize any of them, at least not for like class. What's the, you mentioned they the friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. That's that, that's that speech we had to memorize yep. for a mm-hmm. fucking class. I cheated brutally How do you cheat? on it. I wrote it out on a piece of paper first, and I was like, she's not going to give a special paper. And sure enough, I was right. And I just handed that back to her. <laughs> <laughs> nice a job, bold move. dick. Basically, you wrote it out on your own loose leaf first. Yeah, they were like, take out a piece of loose leaf and write down the speech. Like, okay. <laughs> I fucking did. I was willing to... I was, it was a good gamble. I wasn't going to fucking spend the time to memorize that shit about Caesar's ambitions and nonsense. Yeah, definitely. The good oft good is oft interred with their boners or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets all the Romans on his side because they are on the side of whoever spoke last, plus the money. <laughs> Doesn't hurt. At some point, Caesar's ghost, because Brutus still can't sleep, so uh, Caesar's ghost goes to Brutus and is like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> uh, no, he doesn't say that. Come on, I forget dude. what he says, but he is there. <laughs> And basically, the I, okay, we can do the rest of the play really fast. Then there's the Civil War, and it's Octavius and, and Mark Antony versus Brutus and Cassius. And at first, it's like the night before the battle, and then it's the battle, and then uh, Brutus and Cassius' side loses the battle. You know, There's this a is just whole outside. bunch of like, I think we're going to lose, so I'll kill myself stuff that happens yeah. along the way. And so, and then literally, and then there's like a whole lot of suicide. Brutus's wife kills herself by swallowing fire. That's fucked up. Suicide was a thing in the Roman world. Uh, it's like a more no, more noble in certain senses to commit suicide than to be killed or captured. And yeah, though they did make a point that uh, Cassius uh, did it like a shitty way, where like he, he was too weak to do it, so he had his friend like stab him and he looked away and covered his eyes like oh ouch and then he dies but brutus does it manly and honorary honorful and mark anthony's like oh, which is cool running guy. which which literally tells a guy here hold this here's my sword hold this while i run at it <laughs> yeah sure it's like even worse than running with scissors <laughs> <laughs> running with swords was the original version of that <laughs> yeah don't run with swords <laughs> As Definitely society progressed, they got to downgrade it. Like, all right, we no longer have kids running with swords, but they're still running with scissors. <laughs> we need to work on that. And then, basically, after a whole lot of suicides, then that's the end. Yeah. Yay. I feel cultured. So, I was really reading it. I was really bored at the beginning. Kind of interested in the middle. That I'm really talking, like, Act 3. Act three, I was interested in, but one and two can just, you can cut that. And then four and five, <laughs> you can cut that. It just, just stick with act three. Just the just stabbing. That, yeah. You just like seeing Caesar get stabbed. The stabbing and then Mark Antony like, hey, Caesar was a cool guy. Don't you think? That's really kind of mm. the interesting part. The book, the, the, the play, though, has some interesting shit happening in it, but it's fucking dreadfully boring and difficult like this is the most focused i've ever been reading something for this podcast because every word i'm like i don't know what the fuck is happening i have to read that again (laughs) i had to read the spark no summary every scene just to make sure i got it and often find out i missed something oh i'm i did not get to do all this i planned on doing it but then i was like nah i don't care uh 
there's so much that I was like, I don't, I think that made sense. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna roll with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna sure show these other guys up. to fix it for me. I'm sure this will be our comment for every single one of these this month of Shakespeare. But plays are not meant to just be read. It's just not supposed to be done that way. It's like reading a screenplay saying that was a good movie. Well, it also makes sense to be actually be familiar with familiar with it even before you go see it, like to know what the plot is, yeah. but especially before you read it. And this is the kind of thing where if you have like a if you can go find like a film version, go watch that first before you read it. Like that's I think what people should do. You know, read the synopsis, then actually watch it then try and read it because then at that point you have an idea of what the plot is so you're not reading it just to try to figure out what happens in the plot you can actually think about what's the language here and not be too even if there's something you don't get you don't have to be stuck on oh i have to look up that stupid word oh wait that doesn't that doesn't help me i still don't get it (laughs) yeah that's not even a fucking verb shakespeare but i found i I agree reading uh, seeing it performed helps what helped me, honestly, and this is like, the, I don't want to sound like I don't know how to read, but reading it out loud helped me understand <laughs> it so much better than when I tried to read it in my head. I think it's supposed to be read out loud, so it, I think that's 100% fine. is supposed to be read out loud. Then why in God's fucking name do we make, we as in society, make children read this shit? And like, here's a book, and then... Well, we actually read it out loud in class, so... At least we did that part. We right. did parts, but not the whole thing. It was like read this at home and come and we'll discuss it. Yeah, I don't know if we. No, I think we did. Um, we probably did a whole part, a whole thing, but an abridged version, a heavily abridged version, like the uh, the family Shakespeare one where they cut out all the like offensive shit, the boulderized version. No, it was in a it was in an English textbook. It was like a ninth grade English, you know, English class textbook. I I, just, I remember it was like, go home tonight and read Acts 1 and 2. And you're like, all right. It's like 27 pages. That can't be so bad. And you're that like, is, I have fucking no idea what's happening. Like, holy shit. For high schoolers? Freshman year of high school. Freshman year of high school, like, we had to read this College book. students who aren't English majors would very much struggle with that. Like, yeah, you could read it and like get a little bit out of it, but... That's just a bad idea. Dude, I reading it now as a fucking grown-ass man who has a master's degree in history and reads books all the time. Like, I understand so much about the context of the history of, like, Shakespeare's time and what he's writing about. And I know I have, like, the vocabulary to understand. Like, not that is not, a, like, an embedded boast. Like, I have all the skills that should be necessary to understand this. It was hard. It was so yeah. difficult to understand what the fuck was happening because there's it's also this is written in verse. There's no fucking there's reasonably no phrased shit. You know, it's always like, oh, yeah. he is uncled to me, you know, like whatever the dumb bullshit that fit metrically. <laughs> Shakespeare definitely, I forget where in some one of his plays he used the word uncle as a verb. And I always remember that. I'm, I'm telling you, I remember like a teacher told us that in school. I was like, well, Shakespeare's dumb, I guess. It, it's in Richard the Third. There you go. Uh, but it's, uh, <laughs> I think, uh, he used the word "uncle" a lot in Richard the Third. Well, well, Uncle the war, Richard the Third kills the he kills uncles. the nephews and the the princes in the tower kids. He, anyway, this shit is hard to read. It was brutally difficult, even as an adult. 
Though, what you said a lot uh, earlier, Jimmy, you said like every line has like puns and all these. Levels. I did. App- I appreciated a good amount of that. Not nearly as much as I probably should have or could yeah. have. The, the the first scene that meant nothing and didn't apply to the rest of the thing. Yeah, where the guy has some good he's stuff. He's like the the cobbler talking about like I mend souls, and the guy's like fuck you. He's like no shoes, dude. He's like oh, he's like I get it, I get it. I mend all with an all, and I was like oh yeah, this is clever. But then that none of those characters ever came back. No, that was just cleverness from Shakespeare. He's like, just like, so everyone knows, first. I still got it. And there were random lines like, oh, I see what's happening here. He's using that word and it kind of relates to this. And that's fun. If I were watching this as a performance, wouldn't get that shit. If I were reading it as a 13 year old, I know I didn't get that shit then. Mm-mm. I, I just. Or, I think you, this, or you like your inner teacher said, and he was saying this, like, you get it? And you're like, okay. Ah. <laughs> just give me a B. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 oh, this is going to be a theme for me this month, I, I sense. Yeah. Why too. the fuck read any of this stuff? Like, it's super, you have to be such a specialist to get it. And if you get to what you want to do, I'm not, like, fine, whatever. Like, I listen to Primus. If you want to be into weird shit, go do that. But why make, why is this, like, the thing where, like, if you want to be an educated 15-year-old, <laughs> you need to know this. That I, I don't get. I'm sure we'll talk about this a lot more this month. Maybe perhaps after four or five of these, we'll uh, have an answer to that question. The answer is they're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) They're wrong to do that to children, to us. What they did to us was wrong. And I went to Catholic school, and this is the thing I'm complaining about. So, uh... (laughs) (laughs) But at least you understood it. Tell us what you thought. <laughs> Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And if you listen this long, don't wait till the Ides of March to leave us a review. And, we uh, don't know when that is. <laughs> don't chance it, even if you think you know. <laughs> and also uh, head over to patreon.com slash drunkguysbookclub if you feel like you have too much money to leave in your will to the citizens of Rome. And you want to give some to us now. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, And check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. Mm